Crucify the one we were just proclaiming king. Crucify the one we have hailed as the Messiah. Crucify the one who we sang Hosanna to just a few days earlier. Crucify him. The contrast of the human heart. We see Peter who says, Lord, even if all the others deny you, I will never deny you. And just a short while later, I have no idea who this man is. What made them change so fast from Palm Sunday to Good Friday? What made Peter change so fast from the supper to two hours later? It's interesting because it wasn't just Peter. There's a phrase there in the gospel that we just read where it says, Peter said to him, even though all should have their face shaken, mine will not be. And Jesus said, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows twice. And he repeated it. And then the gospel says this phrase that's so easily overlooked. After Peter said, even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. It says, and they all spoke similarly. All the followers of Jesus, his most intimate friends and disciples, his apostles, said the same. And then, just a little bit later in the garden, they all fled and left him alone. What happened? The courage of a moment, the desire that was sincere, the thought of, I want to be yours, Jesus, I love you, I want to follow you. And then just a short time later, I, I'm gone. I don't know who he is. Faced with suffering in the cross, it's so easy before the meal, at the meal, in the moment of glory, and all the crowd is shouting, and there I am shouting with them. It's so easy to say, yes, yes, yes. And then comes the moment of trial, the test, and how quickly we are to turn from that yes to a sudden no. How quickly we can say, this isn't what I was expecting, and flee the scene. The contrast in these readings is so stark, and it speaks to my heart. I hope it speaks to yours. The reality in ourselves. You're all sitting here because you love him and you want to do his will. I'm dressed this way for the same reason. We come to Mass, we profess our faith, we do it week after week, we strive to live for Christ. And yet, how many times have we allowed ourselves in the moment of trial, in the moment of suffering, in the moment of tribulation, to so easily forget, to so easily say, not me, no way, to flee the scene, to turn our back, to say, I don't know who he is. Maybe you've never done it. I know I have plenty of times. I think we all have. I think that precisely this contrast is what makes our salvation such an awesome gift. 
Do any of you want to do evil? No, I don't want to do evil. Do any of you want to sin? No, I don't want to sin. Do any of you want to turn your back on Jesus Christ who gave his life for you? No, neither do I. But do we? Sadly, we lie, we cheat, we are unfaithful, we are impure, we steal, whether materially or the time of our employer or whatever it might be. We are gluttonous and shameful, lustful and proud. So often we put ourselves before others and, of course, before God. The contrast is in our own lives. We can look at Peter and the apostles. We can look at Judas. I mean, Jesus even tried to shake him into conversion by saying it would have been better if he hadn't been born. Peter denied him, but then he went and wept. He repented. He came back. And we call him St. Peter. Judas betrayed him. And when he realized that he needed to repent, he went and threw the money back. What have I done? I shouldn't have done this. But then instead of repenting and coming back to Jesus, he went out and he hung himself. He rejected the mercy of God for his soul. Jesus would have easily said, I forgive you, if he would have looked him in the eyes and said, I'm sorry. The contrast of the human heart, of my heart, of yours, in following Jesus Christ. Don't give up. Don't, because he didn't give up on you. Even from the cross, he will say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He gave his life for you. He gave it for me. Proclaim him king. Sing Hosanna. Give glory to God. Rejoice in him. And when out of weakness, you say no. When in the moment of trial you forget or turn your back or even blame him, why me, God? Why do I or my family have to suffer this or that disgrace. Have the humility of Peter and weep for your sin. Repent for your pride, from your pride, and come back to Him. Because He didn't go to the cross to chastise us. He went to save us. He didn't go to stuff down our faces, you miserable sinners, Look what you did. No, he went to lift us up and say, I'm willing to give my life for you. And I will do it not because they take it from me, but because I give it freely to save your soul from sin and to give you new life. This is the gift of Jesus Christ that I do not deserve. Second reading said, Jesus, being in the condition of God, did not deem equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave, being obedient to his Father unto death and death on a cross. 
And thus, every knee shall bend and every head shall bow and every tongue shall proclaim Him Lord. Because He has the name over every name. Let's call on that name and ask Him today and throughout this Holy Week to give us the grace in gratitude to Him for His love and mercy. To say thank you for His gift of salvation. To say I'm sorry for my sins that so often take me away from You. Help me, Lord, to never give up. To always come back. To always know that You want me to be saved. And You were willing to die on the cross so that that could happen. You have never and will never give up on me. So help me to always trust and depend on You. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.